You are listening to the Young Black Travelers Podcast, Black voices conversing on experiential travel, dedicated to creating a global community of travelers. Be bold, be inspired, be spontaneous. We are YBT. The Young Black Travelers Podcast. It's your girl, Chris Ann, that by popular demand. Popular demand. <laughs> oh, oh, I got a little singing today. Okay, singing Asher today. Wow. So, yes, Good. the founder, Asher, and I talking man to man, man to woman, whatever. But we're here. <laughs> we're here to, to talk about his 24-hour in Paris. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a backstory to this episode, okay? So we're going to break it down to the backstory, and then the main conversation is going to be what he actually did in Paris. So, Paris. Asher, <laughs> you had quite a year. You went through Motherland. You, you, you went through a lot. So mm-hmm. we're going to start this backstory from Tanzania. From Tanzania. Yeah. Yes. So yes. how did you get from Tanzania to Paris? Because you didn't even plan to go to Paris, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Paris, um, Paris was not um, in the plans any at all. Um, I was actually supposed to go to Ethiopia um, mm-hmm. with Anthony. So you would have already heard that, you know, we started a trip um, with Shayna, myself, Stella and Anthony and um, Shayna fell off at the end of Kenya. Um, then it was Stella, myself and Anthony who did um, Tanzania, um, including Zanzibar. And then Stella left after our Tanzania leg. And then it was supposed to be Anthony and I going over to Ethiopia. And, um, you know, literally, again, I planned this um, trip. I, um, you know, was the one who who made a lot of the arrangements and, and did a lot of the research. So I knew that visa was required for Ethiopia with an American passport. Um, I also have, well, I'm a Vincentian national. Um, so, or I was born in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. So I had a Vincentian passport, which I didn't renew. And if I used my Vincentian passport, I would have been able to enter Ethiopia visa free. And I think there was a, yeah, there was another country on that trip too that allowed visa free access, but I didn't have my visa, my passport. It would have taken too long. So that's why I didn't do that. But through my research, I knew that, um, you needed a visa to enter Ethiopia. I had paid for the visa about a week before departing um, to Ethiopia. But Chrisanne, just unlike the other um, countries, Tanzania and Kenya, where those visas came within 24 hours, mm-hmm. the Ethiopia visa took quite some. Well, I still did, do not have the visa to this day. And I need to actually, wow. I need to actually probably go um, dispute that charge that yeah. Ethiopian airline did on my uh, from my bank. But mm-hmm. that's another story. Um, <laughs> but that never came, and so that was part of the reason why I never made it to Ethiopia, and I wasn't necessarily. Sp- fretting that I didn't get the visa before I went to the airport because from also what I read online was um, you can get the visa on arrival in Ethiopia. So Mm -hmm. in my head, okay, even if I didn't get the visa, I can show up to the airport there. I'm going to board the flight. I'm going to land in Addis and then I'm going to join a visa on arrival line and I'm going to pay for the visa there and I'm going to be all right. That's not what happened. Mm. Um, this is how it all ended <laughs> in, in the, the Ethiopia part. I get to the airport. We took the actually took the ferry from Zanzibar to Dar es Salaam and Tip, which I'm sure you may have heard already. That we you don't necessarily need to um, 
get back to Dar es Salaam. If you were trying to get to Dar es Salaam to start your trip, you don't necessarily need to get back from Dar es Salaam to go anywhere else. Zanzibar has a, an amazing airport mm-hmm. um, that you can use. Stella actually departed from Zanzibar. She had changed her flight and departed from Zanzibar. But Ethiopian, what we had already known and what I had already known from the beginning of my trip is not extremely flexible. You know, mm-hmm. I had already learned this from even leaving from the U.S. and how the customer service was at that point um, when we called them to change the flight to Zanzibar. That didn't happen because they uh, were inflexible. But we get to the airport in Dar es Salaam and there is a checkpoint before you get to the check in desk, which I'd never seen before. Right. And <laughs> their main purpose is to check for a visa. And Anthony obviously got through because he had his and I couldn't go. Um, so they were like, yes, yeah, sir, you can't board the flight because you don't have a visa. Um, of course, in that moment, Anthony and I were a little bit um, flustered, right? Thank God Anthony went on. Thank God he didn't stay. He had to go on because Ethiopia was not going to um, actually accommodate him if he had stayed back. Literally, in that moment, the people and the customer service representatives at the airport were not necessarily helpful. Um, I remember after I, I they told me that I went to um, the, the, the customer service counter, not the check in desk. And the lady was literally not even paid many attention. You know, she at a certain point, she had to close the flight. Um, she basically gave me um, the phone number for the Ethiopian embassy in um, Dar es Salaam and the U.S. embassy. Mm. But by this time, it was 4 p.m. in the evening. Both embassies were closed. And it was at that time that I really knew that I was not going to Ethiopia. Um, So I knew that I had to change plans. I had to figure this out. I didn't leave the airport until about 9 p.m. that night because I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to figure out different options because I had already recognized, listen, Asher, you got to get a different ticket or Ethiopian got to change your ticket. So obviously I tried calling Ethiopian Airlines initially based on what the lady told me at the um, front desk, the, 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 the customer service desk, she said there was a flight at 4 a.m. So if if I got a visa by then or somehow got clearance, I could have gotten on that 4 a.m. flight. Mm-hmm. So I called Ethiopian. Um, basically, Ethiopian Airlines said to me, um, it's not their fault that I did not have a visa. Um, and because of that, they are not liable for any of the um, for the mistakes that happened along the way. Wow. <laughs> Basically, that's what happened. So they, they said if I wanted to use a ticket and if I wanted to yeah, fly, I had to pay a change fee. One, I had to pay um, a penalty two, and I had to pay the fare difference. Yes. <laughs> So I asked her, so how much would this be? Uh, literally, she was quoting me a ticket price to get on to the, a flight the next day of upwards of $1,000 plus. $1,000 plus. dollars And, you know, listeners, I was, you know, I was extremely upset. So all of this is making me upset in the moment. I'm, I'm like livid, just mm-hmm. upset. I'm trying to figure out a solution. Like, I, I, and, you know, usually, you know, I I usually work well under pressure. I usually am pain. I need to come up with a solution. So I wasn't going to be like, go go off in the airport. And, and, and you know, some people can't control their emotions. I, I knew I had to come up with some sort of solution to get back home. Um, so literally, I knew I, I make sure you download the flight um, radar 24 app that app will be very helpful for you guys i went to the the notes (laughs) in the note i went to the flight flight radar 24 app and that's how you could see flights that like the 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 flight schedule what flights are departing when they're landing and so i went to the flight radar 24 app to see the flights that were going to take off um for the night I mean, I could have got up and gone to the flight board, but I, I had stationed myself at a certain area and I had flight radar 24 anyway. So I saw that there was a flight through KLM 
And I was departing at 11 that night. I went to KLM's um, customer service desk and they quoted me the price of $3,000. I was like, okay, you're not getting out of KLM today. <laughs> so yeah. at that point, I was like, okay, let me just check into a hotel because also through Flight Radar 24, I saw the flight times for the next day, which was the Saturday. And I had seen like there were Qatar flights with Qatar Airlines. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe I could get myself a Qatar Airlines line flight to Qatar and either take get Qatar to New York. Um, I also saw they were I would use Flight Radar 24 and saw that Qatar, that American airline also fl flew from there. So that was mm -hmm. an option. So I just went back to the hotel. I got a hotel um, and it was there that I actually um, made, was trying to like figure things out. I called up a few friends who had connections in the airline industry. One of them was supposed to give me a buddy pass. At a certain point, I recognized that the buddy passed from American Airlines because I was going to take a flight from um, Dar es Salaam mm -hmm. to Qatar because the flight from Dar es Salaam to Qatar on Qatar Airways was $300 and the buddy pass would have probably been about $300. It would have been way less than what they were quoting me. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to do that. Um, but thank God I didn't buy the flight from um do Dar es Salaam to Doha because I later found out that on that American Airlines flight from Doha to New York, there were only there were there were eight slots available, but only um but there were also eight people on standby. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, if I did that, then I was probably more than likely going to be on standby waiting to get on this flight and probably wasn't going to get on the flight at all. So I was like, let me just go back and look at the flight I'd seen earlier that day. Listeners, Chrisanne, when I went back and looked mm -hmm. at the flight, the flight that I'd seen earlier before, by this time, it's now, it's like 2 a.m. Saturday morning. Remember, this debacle started on Friday. So 2 a.m., it was about, let's say 1.30. Um, so I guess the next day had already come. So I think the flight times, the flight prices changed. And so now the price, the flight that I would have seen for about $1,000 earlier that, well, earlier the day before was now $1,600. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, everything was going through my head in that moment. I was like, okay, this is literally like about three or four tickets. Um, this time the third, like, I'm just going crazy. I'm like, I don't, I'm not paying that money. $1,600 for a one-way ticket when the ticket I bought initially was not even that much. It was about $900 that I paid for this uh, multiple city flight. Mm. So... If listen, I believe in God. I'm a man of faith. I'm a Christian. And I'm telling you guys in the moment, literally, and I'm not exaggerating. I heard a voice and it literally <laughs> said, go to skip lag. Yeah. I never use skip lag. I've never booked a flight on skip lag. And I went to skip lag as I'm on skip lag. And I put it in, obviously, because I, I wanted to leave that Saturday. Um, I put in basically that day. Um, I, a flight popped up for nine hundred dollars. I was like, thank you, Jesus. I mean, yeah, I, I wish there was like two hundred dollars or less, but it was way um, cheaper than one thousand six hundred dollars. So literally that flight was leaving from Dar es Salaam on um and Precision Airways, which, by the way, let me tell you guys, Precision Airways charge you for bags. So be very Ooh. careful if you're going to fly Precision Airways and you even have like a flight with Air France or KLM. Pay attention to your the, your, your baggage allowance because I had to mm. pay an additional amount, which they don't accept cards, by the way. Really? <laughs> they don't accept cards. I had to pay about $90 for my bag. Yes. $90. And I had to find cash. There was there was this whole debacle at the airport. Cash, mm -hmm. Tanzanian shillings. Mm -hmm. um, so I so basically I had a flight with, with Precision Air to Nairobi. That flight actually it was, it was a little. I mean I was so tired. I, I I was probably passed out for a few of some of it. And Precision Air do serve foods. A lot of these airlines in Africa they do serve food. So I remember the morning they served tea and you know a, a, a sandwich or something like that. 
that. But that flight was going from, you know, Dar es Salaam to Kilimanjaro, Kilimanjaro to, um, I think, Nairobi. I don't think it did another stop. So basically the, 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 the flight that, no, it was Dar es Salaam to Zanzibar, I think Zanzibar to um, Kilimanjaro and to um, Nairobi. Mm -hmm. um, basically the way I came to Dar es Salaam. And so um, when we were in Nairobi, you know, the flight, the Air France flight was delayed for about an hour. And so uh -huh. I had literally an hour layover in France or my layover was supposed to be an hour. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to land at 630 and I was supposed to depart France at 730. I so because we were obviously delayed an hour in my head I was like unless this pilot um, somehow finds magic and makeup time in the air which sometimes <laughs> that happens I knew it was supposed to be a nine hour flight I'm like maybe they're blocking extra time for whatever is supposed to happen on the ground but that's not what happened it, it, it needed that hour the flight yeah. landed it left an hour late and it landed an hour later so it landed at 7.30 and so when it landed I was like yeah I am um, not making this flight so basically because the flight landed an hour later Air France you know was really kind they were really nice and I knew I knew that when things like that happen it is not on you the passenger the airline has to accommodate you they have to rebook you they well, I don't know how Ethiopian would fare in these six scenarios, but most airlines generally book you and they mm -hmm. provide you with a hotel. They yep. provide you with meal vouchers. But Air France, like the, the, the representative at Air France was like, you know, you don't necessarily have to go on what we had already booked you at 730 the next morning. You could depart any time. Maybe I should have asked him for <laughs> two days in Paris, but wow. I was like, put me on the latest <laughs> flight the next day. So he did literally the same flight I was supposed to leave on the day before I left on that flight. So the 7.30 p.m. flight on um, the, 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 I think the Sunday. Um, so literally that's how, that's the backstory to having the opportunity to spend 24 hours in Paris. Uh, let me try to say that in French. Vente uh, un un vente et Paris. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> Listen, I only took Spanish in school. I did not take French. So, uh, if you're looking for me... So, vente et under to a cat, no, under to a cat, vent oh if cat. Our is er, mm. er, pay. Oh, yes, okay. I think that's how you say it. Well, we'll see what the French people say. <laughs> French people wait on this. <laughs> Do you want to wait on it? I don't know. And you know, the French are very particular with their language, mm -hmm. so. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's the backstory. So it sounds like you had quite an adventure thank you for that backstory and i'm glad that you made it out in one piece basically <laughs> for all that going on and, and we're going to touch on the airline industry in, in general because we have a lot to say but that's mm. for another episode wink wink yeah <laughs> but when we come back from our break we're going to dive on and dive right into the main conversation which is basically what you end up doing in paris so, All right, tuned. stay tuned. <laughs> and we're back from our break. I hope you guys didn't miss us too much. You know, I keep asking that if you miss us, but I miss <laughs> you guys. That's that's the truth. Um, but we're gonna just dive right into the main conversation now. You heard the bat story. The bat backstory. <laughs> right. And mm -hmm. now you know how he got his twenty-four hours in Paris. So, Mr. Cunningham, how how did you spend your time in France? In yeah. Paris? Yeah, yeah. So you know, the so one of the things you and, and it's it's the same thing with a lot of major cities. And I think Europe has Europe Europe does a good job with connecting airports to major cities. So 
the Charles de Gaulle airport and I think even early, I think, which is the other airport, they're not necessarily right in Paris, which makes sense, right? Like these major airports can't be smack dab in the city. They're going to build them on the outskirts. So we were literally on the outskirts of, of, of um, Paris. Um, so that's where the airport was. So the airport hotel was on the outskirts. So I remember when we landed, I actually um, met this um gentleman who's Kenyan who lives in the U.S. and we actually connected right so like we were supposed to go out on the town and just enjoy Paris right so when we got to the hotel uh, uh, because both of us our both of our flights were delayed so they basically had a lot of the people who were on that flight most a lot of us were in that hotel so we were supposed to go to Paris that night. And so when we learned that the price for the Uber was about $40. We we're like, oh, I don't Jeez. know about that. $40 <laughs> from there to, to Paris. But then I was also very tired. I was tired to be quite frank. Um, because remember, like I literally hadn't slept the, the night before. Remember, I went to the airport. I was supposed to be in Ethiopia at 7.30 and, you know, go out that night and then go sleep. But Remember, I got stuck. I used that night to be researching and then I basically went to the airport. So didn't sleep. Mm -hmm. And there was a whole time difference between the flight from um, Kenya to France. So I hadn't slept. So by the time I landed in France, to be truthful, I was drained. And I, mm -hmm. I was saying to myself, I couldn't even imagine going on um, another eight hour flight to New York because the flight from um, Nairobi to Paris was um was about nine hours Woo. so yes so we um so we, we again we're planning to go to Paris the first night we, we literally didn't um go into the city um so we basically ordered pizza and you know we talked um there when you meet listen these are opportunities to just meet different people um and connect with people right traveling gives you a whole lot of opportunities to that so it was nice to connect with a brother from Kenya right um so that's what happened that the first night and then the next day I planned to you know get up um get breakfast so we I got um uh, you know French breakfast, which is basically mm -hmm. baguette, baguette, French baguette, yeah. which was really good. The baguette was really good. It was tasty. It was fresh. Um, and usually they would do the baguette with, you know, maybe some jab or butter or some, just something else. Some, 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 what you call it? Nutella, whatever you want to eat um, mm -hmm. the, the baguette with, um, with some coffee or tea or orange juice, whatever you had. So they had basically that continental type breakfast with french baguette um so i had my breakfast and then literally i checked out at about 11 and you know head to the airport i was trying to take the bus like the cheapest way and the cheapest way was hop on a bus to the airport which was about 10 or so minutes and mm -hmm. take the the train from the airport into paris but let me tell y'all let me tell you <laughs> i do not like taking buses mm. i get lost on buses <laughs> especially you know it's the direction so i like i think i literally waited the wrong direction the bus came the bus driver so i'm i think i'm saying to the bus driver by the way by by french when i when i get to speak in french in paris even though i learned some of it in school as you can see some of it it was really bad mm -hmm. i'm telling the driver where i need to go and she's like no it's the other side i'm like oh crap and i recognize that if i waited for this wait for this bus i may just be cutting into my time so i just called an uber and it took me to the airport terminal i needed to get to to get take the bus to take the train and the train ride from the airport um, to into the into Paris was about an hour. Mm. It's about twenty one dollars um, or twenty one euros um, from Paris round trip from 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 the airport to um, the city center of Paris. Well, to where I was going or just mm -hmm. into Paris. And so. Honestly, before, like at, in the morning, I researched the best place to go or where I think I could see the most things. Because remember, I had been to Paris before. So I 
was like, I need to be able to see the most things in this short time, because even though it was 24 hours, it wasn't 24 hours of me doing things. It was at that time, it was literally now about six or seven hours, right? Um, of me, because I wasted time in the morning. And so I was like, oh, maybe I should go to the, the Sean, down the Champs-Elysees. I think that's how you say that, because I do know in that area, that's where the Arch de Triomphe is or, or the Arch de Triumph off, Arch. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that too. like in that area, you can also walk to um, the Eiffel Tower based on which, which avenue you go down. Um, and so, and also on that avenue, there's just a lot of good shopping to do. So I was like, maybe this is where I should go because I could do a lot there. And so that's where I went. The first stop was the Arch de Triomphe, uh, the Triumph, the (laughs) Triumphant Arch. Um, And (laughs) then I basically walked down. I wanted to do a little shopping because I wanted to see if I could get myself like a cologne in Paris, right? And so... You know, I'm a big Mont Blanc fan. They had the Mont Blanc Ooh. store there. <laughs> yes, I went into Mont Blanc and, um, you know, I learned something that day. So the, 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 one of the agents in the store, she, I was testing fragrances. And so I, I had tested the first one and I couldn't necessarily clear my palate. And so, she, so we came outside and. And that's when she sprayed it on me. And it was, it was really different. I was like, wow, this is really interesting, right? Yeah, um, yeah I guess the fresh air does something. I guess that's the French that's way. Usually yeah. we use coffee beans. To, coffee beans, to, yeah. exactly. And the coffee wasn't there. Like we walked outside. It was a nice day. And that's <laughs> how I sampled a different one. And so like I did that, went to Sephora, found, fell in love with this um, Dior fragrance. I knew that I wanted to get that fragrance, but I was like, I'm not going to go into Dior across the street because maybe I could get get that fragrance cheaper at the airport. And I certainly did. Um, but also went to um, just walk the avenue and there were just a lot of things to see. Um, my friend actually had recommended that I visit this um, French bakery. This um, they they are known for their um, macaroons. Um, it's called Le Dre. Um, we put it in the show notes. It's a yes, famous bakery. Famous bakery. There were lines like there was literally a bouncer at the door, and you had to line up. Um, and you go in, and you know you place your order. Really, you know, obviously, you know the French put these things together was well presented the 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 macaroon was tasty it was delicious delicious Mm. delicious um i actually brought some back to the u.s um and literally so it was that walk the champs-elysees um saw the eiffel tower when i was on my way to um jardin de something um which is a unesco world heritage site i'll put that um garden in the notes Mm -hmm. but there you know obviously france is known for it's garden how they're laid out you know um went in there but actually before i got in there i was like let me get some lunch before i go to the airport and i picked myself up some crepes um sat in this really nice little um restaurant that was literally right outside the the um the garden kind of tucked um, tuck away in the wall in the wall of the garden like the wall it's so, like there were these nice small windows that you could actually sit in and have your meal and i remember sitting in there and people walk by because you're sitting there eating and people are like you're down on the ground and people are passing by looking like wait is that person real or are they is that is this really happening <laughs> Um, it was really like really nice the, the the food was also nice but i think just doing that alone um topped the experience um so that so i did that with the intent because again remember my whole intention was to go somewhere where i knew i can do a lot and i knew i could end um my time at 
the um, Louvre. And so like I was going down this entire path and, and sightseeing with the intention to get to the Louvre to, you know, get that those pictures where you put your hands up. I don't think I got the perfect shot, but I, I did it. So one took it for uh-huh. me. Um, but, you know, on this trip, I actually was was able to see another side of the Louvre, because I remember when I came there a few years ago, I I probably just went to the Louvre. I actually had never gone inside the Louvre, which, you know, next time I go to Paris, I would want to go in because that's where mm-hmm. I think the Mona Lisa is. Um, but I, I just went on another side on another avenue and it was just beautiful. This place is huge. And it was on my after the Louvre, I was going to head right back to the airport because my flight was at seven. So I needed to be back at the airport for at about five or five thirty. And, you know, I literally <laughs> on my way back to the um, airport, well, to the train, to the airport, I stopped at this, um, you know, pharmacy and, you know, pharmacies have like, cause I, I wanted to pick up deodorant because I had already packed everything. And I picked up a, a deodorant called Vichy, V-I-C-H-Y. And, oh. I tell you, I'm I'm in love with this deodorant, and so I came back to the U.S. with the intent to see if well to buy it, right? Because I like it, because I love the fragrance. I bought this thing in Paris for about five euros, five dollars. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking online here, guess how much it is? How much? <laughs> Like twenty? It's about twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Of course. It's. I was like, wow, wow. So this this just shows you like how it, you know, some things are just better bought in Paris or outside of the U.S. than buying them here. So wow, it, what a twenty four hours well spent. It, it well like spent it. indeed. I know, and it sounds like you learned a lot just from 24 hours. Like, really, yeah. just going to the heart of the city, you could experience so much in a little time. You can eat mm-hmm. somewhere, you can you can shop somewhere, you can, you can see different sites, you can try new foods, and it's just so condensed. How was your experience this time around in comparison to the last time you went to Paris? Good question. Um, You know, well, the last time I went to Paris, I was actually coming from London. So I took the train from London to Paris and, Mm -hmm. you know, that bullet train. And that's how I was in Paris. And I was there for a few days. I actually stayed the last time with a friend um, and I, you know, her apartment was literally in view of the um, Eiffel Tower. And, you know, at that time I had, I didn't know that the Eiffel Tower like does this sparkly thing at night. Like I think every hour, like it sparkles. I was like, and that was like really That's like pretty. beautiful, pretty. It was just <laughs> like really nice. Uh, and to be waking up to this or going to sleep to this was really nice. Um, the last time I was in Paris, you know, obviously I had a lot, a li- lot more time. It wasn't a long time, but I had a lot more time to like browse around and just take the, the, the subway and just go different places. This time, obviously, I was there for a short time. So I had to really be conscious of exactly where I want to go and be very conscious of time. Um I would say, though, the last time I was in Paris, you know, everybody is in love with, you know, the Eiffel Tower, um, the Arch de Triomphe. These Mm -hmm. are the places that people usually talk about when they mention Paris. But interestingly, the last time I was in Paris, the place that I fell in love with was called Montmartre. Um, and you know, I loved that place. I felt it. So Montmartre, I think, is also a neighborhood. But there's this um church or castle on the top of a hill, um, that just looks. It's just really beautiful. It's serene. They, I, I've also heard you can get amazing food around. You get amazing food all over Paris. But, um, it's just. It was just a really nice experience being in that Montmartre neighborhood um so 
those are the differences but this is the tip i would i i would say to you just if, if you're going to paris make sure you visit montmartre you know don't just go to like the top um parisian attractions like the eiffel tower yes you want to see that but montmartre i'm gonna tell you is a place you should definitely certainly check out Duly noted, because I have not been to Paris yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking notes as well as you're telling me. But huh, that, I guess you, it makes sense. You have more time in the other time. and you. But it probably really helped you know where to go for your 24 hours when you came back. Correct, correct. So it's, it's, it it's exactly because of that why I... This was so like well planned, even because they, you know, usually when you ask people, or I, I even asked a hotel um, agent, and he was like, I could go many places. Like I could have gone to some gardens, I could have gone to some palaces, but you know, it may have been just me going to a palace. If I had gone to a different area, it probably was that one thing in that area. But where I went, I kind of knew there was a lot to do, hence why I chose that area. And that's a good tip. If you only have a certain amount of time, go to one location that has a lot of different things. Correct. And that's how you make use of your layovers. Yeah. So true. Um, one last thing I would love to ask. So mm-hmm. you gave your suggestions and you mentioned that you've been shopping in Paris. <laughs> now, right now, Ooh. right now, to this date, mm-hmm. um, the US dollar it's a smidge stronger than the euro. So what's this? smidge like a little bit. Like I think for one euro right now, it's like 0.98 US. So it's a smidge We're a smidge like stronger. So did you see any difference on your end in terms of buying things? Yeah. Um, what I remember the last time I was in paris or europe uh, because i was in europe last summer and last summer i would say that um things were expensive like you you may buy a let's say you have a dinner and the dinner it's 25 euros or 50 euros you you have to estimate on above that for your meal so that 50 euro maybe 60 euro um but i what i found here was that i was paying either on par to what i would pay in the u.s which to us that's good or even less so this um the, the the fragrance was i think about 75 euros so that would have been about the same amount for a large bottle actually i've probably gotten it cheaper there than i would have gotten it here because it was tax free mm-hmm. and a fragrance like that is a little bit more expensive here so um yeah things i think right now are definitely cheaper you you aren't i don't think you're necessarily clutching your wallet like oh my god i just <laughs> spent 50 dollars mm-hmm. on something that is basically 30 or 40 dollars right so right. Yeah, you'll get along better now than back then. So it was the perfect timing to go then when the perfect, perfect. perfect listen, God knows all. And mm-hmm. that's all I'm gonna say. So <laughs> thank you for sharing how you spent your twenty four hours. Of course, all the information and details are going to be in the notes, so make sure you check out for that. And as we go to our second break, we're gonna just close this conversation, do our little shout out. And we're going to play a little game. So, stay tuned. Yeah, I like games. You like games, too. So, (laughs) stay tuned. All right, stay tuned. And we're back once again, our listeners. Thank you for staying and, and listening to the back story and the front story. And the side story of 24 hours <laughs> in Paris. Um, it was it, it's quite an adventure from literally start to finish. And, Ooh. you know, one thing we can take away from this is that sometimes plans don't 
go the way we want it to go. Yeah. But you will always learn something if you're traveling, period. There's always mm-hmm. something to learn. And sometimes it's for your benefit. Like the the this is the time right now, if you are American with a dollar, start shopping in Europe. And I think you even said that, Asher. So look yeah. at that. You ended up <laughs> where you wished you were. <laughs> yeah no yeah that is the truth this is the time to go to europe to certainly shop i think we talked about it where you you i mean people come to new york all the time and i think we talked about this before but i think if you're going to vacation and you're going to go to europe anyway just save your, your dollars and go over there shop carry an empty yeah. suitcase and come back with mm. a different wardrobe new york may have according to people trendy and new things but New York is expensive. <laughs> Amen. <to> yes. That. <laughs> and we're going to close out that conversation, but a quick shout out first to one of our fellow followers and good friends. Um, I'm going to do the IG handle first because it's quite long. Uh, it's Ayasha, Ayesha, Ayasha. So that's A I S H A, that's Ayasha, A Y E E S H A. Aisha, and then again A-I-S-H-A so that's quite long but that's fine because she has a beautiful feed of her travels in Europe she's from the UK so it's Mm -hmm. easy for her to get around Europe and she showcased it in in so many different ways so quite a beautiful feed thank you for being (laughs) so shout out to her shout out to her beautiful feed so we promise a game and we're going to give it to you. And my favorite game and probably the only game I played so far <laughs> is this or that. So, uh, we got to get a new game. We got to get a new one. <laughs> oh, yes. We, you know what? We will. We will have, we'll have a new game. But this okay? one works. I, this one works. I love this game. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Okay. So this or that. So Paris or London? Ooh. Okay, <laughs> London or Paris? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wow, mm. it's difficult. <laughs> um, wow, I mean, I have, I think because I have friends in London, a lot mm-hmm. more friends in London. Like, London can usually is a good time because of that. Um, but wow, there are two different cities, you know, different right? languages, and. Clearly. Oh, so uh, so let me say London for now. Okay. But, wow. Okay. Because yeah, I've, honest, I've never actually, you know what? Let me say this. I've never actually turn up, turn up in Paris. So maybe First that. For everything. Yeah. So I probably need to go back and get like get a hold of the Parisian nightlife. Mm-hmm. Um, the nightlife. <laughs> nightlife. Nightlife. <laughs> 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 I need to do that. So, um, so I'll say London. Okay, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll accept that. So, okay, if you had the choice and the airline gave you a choice between a long layover, so being able to do a twenty-four hour layover wherever, or to get a first-class upgrade, which would you pick? Wow, Chrisad, Jesus. <laughs> That's why I love uh, this game. <laughs> like a Russian relay. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which one? Mm. A long layover. I mean, what comes with the long layover? Well, you get to stay in a different city. So everything would be on my expense. Well, I, I, I guess so, yeah. So... With that said, I would do the first class upgrade. Okay, okay. So you'll, <laughs> you'll pass over doing a, a layover. Okay. All right, yeah. I'll accept that too. <laughs> and then finally, I'll give you a breather a little bit. Air France or Virgin Atlantic? Ooh, this is this is even a breather as well. I mean, <laughs> wow, um, wow, you know, these two good airlines. I mm-hmm. mean, wow. Which one? <sighs> um, I love this game. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesus, you know, it's easy to, to differentiate American or Delta. Delta wins, right? I know that. Oh, God. But mm-hmm. Air France or Virgin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Um... <laughs> You know what? Okay, let me say Air France. Okay, wow. You know why? Oh, oh God. <laughs> it's... <laughs> like a life or death. It's like, like it is, this is really difficult. Like, and, because they're not so far apart that... Mm-hmm. Like th- there are sort of differences, but I do think like I remember on that um, that leg, I was really comfortable on Air France, like really comfortable. So that's why I would say Air France. And I remember coming from Nairobi to um, to um, Paris, and it was just like I don't know, it just felt so comfortable, so refreshing, so relaxed. Um, like the, the crew. I, oh, and this was actually and the Virgin crew does this too. Oh, I've seen them do this as well. Um, you may not get that on any American airline, any American type airline, but I remember when the crew actually came came in to. Um, like, you know, the crew comes into the terminal to go into the plane. Um, and so I was in, in Nairobi there. Like there are these layers like we weren't necessarily inside the area where we we're going to go mm-hmm. board the plane. There was this line outside where the ladies checking your passport for to see if you can really go into that boarding area. And so the crew passed there and they were just so um, upbeat and just had a, such a positive spirit and I think mm-hmm. they were just saying hello hi good morning I was like wow that was really nice and you know stuff like that actually makes you feel more relaxed and at ease and so I think once I saw that I was like yeah it's gonna be a good flight <laughs> yeah. and it was a good flight oh, wow air air France over Virgin Atlantic, huh? So yeah, you know, and interestingly, I actually just did a quick search on yeah. the top airlines, the best airlines in Europe. So I was right. Air France is number two, and wow. I agree. It's so it's literally Turkish Airlines, which I'm not surprised about. Mm-hmm. Turkish Swish, Swiss, <laughs> Swish, Swiss, <laughs> um, British Lufthansa. KLM mm-hmm. and Virgin is number seven. So number yeah, seven. Wow. Virgin is number seven. Wow. Um, and you know what? There was also a difference in like with Air France. Like you did not. Oh, I forgot this. You did not. So first of all, I remember Virgin. Virgin service is not bad. They're really good. But I, I remember that their portions could be a little bit small. And so I remember, like, I could get off the plate that I felt hungry. Mm. With Air France, I didn't necessarily feel hungry. I, I was okay. And I remember actually <laughs> when we're coming from um, Nairobi to Paris, um, I asked for fish. Um, and I guess the fish was so good that I asked for another one. But the guy next to me, who we, we hadn't talked with the entire flight, mm-hmm. but I guess we had we both had the same idea. Let's both get another fish dish. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that was the only time we literally talked. But wow. you literally did not feel, I didn't feel um, hungry on the Air France flight. Mm-hmm. And you know what I really loved? They had at the end of the flight when they're giving you the second service, um, depend on wherever you are, because the second service could mean that they're just giving you snack or they're giving you breakfast. But they give you this uh, or I think it's a snack service, whatever it is. It comes in this nice little uh, bag, this little um, like paper bag you know like one of those gucci gucci may give you these type of bags and they give you the snack in one of those bags i was like wow this is this is good so yeah um air france comes in as um number two so it's up there yeah (laughs) all right so that's the end of that game 
Sorry for making you sweat a little bit, but you gotta work Ooh, a little bit in this. Sweat. <laughs> so, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, just to remind you to just keep supporting our podcast. Uh, become a monthly contributor and continue to hear our great stories. We love to hear from you as well. So if you leave any comments, any feedback, we would love to hear it. Uh, so just simply go to anchor.fm slash travelers. That's anchor.fm slash travelers, And you can give all your feedback and comments and, and subscribe to us. We, we love to, to hear that you listen to our stories and get impact from it. Also to be mindful in your travels right now. The pandemic is dying down a little bit, but in general, I just want you to be mindful in your travels. Continue to keep a good sanitary practice wherever you go. You're you're around a lot of people, so you know, take precautions. And I think that's it. I think <laughs> I think that was a great episode, right? After oh, that was the, well, the listeners will be the judge of that, but well, uh, it was fun. True. <laughs> it was a fun one. Listen, we do these episodes so you could learn, and hopefully, you learn from this uh, episode at least take away that Air France is a top airline. So maybe oh. if you're you're looking at um, airlines to choose, maybe Air France could be that one. <laughs> you, you hear it here. You hear it By the way, hold on. I know we're oh. ending, but one another tip, mm-hmm. and I'm learning. I'm starting to do this is to really stay within the alliances because that's how you're mm. going to maximize on miles. And so I think what I one of the practices that I'm going to start doing right now because I was one of those guys who would just go to Google Flights or wherever, skip lag, and um, find you know wh- whomever's the cheapest. But I'm gonna be very um, conscious to select airlines that either fit for me based on where I live currently and where I'm accruing miles either fit into the One World Alliance which is you know like British Airways American Airline from my perspective perspective as an American and a New Yorker and usually American Airline is big here I can get flights to anywhere in the world or the um Sky Team Alliance, which Virgin, Air France, KLM, um, and Delta is a part of. So those are going to be like my two go-to. And I, I usually people will do one, but I'm going to try to um, balance between two because I do believe there are places that American go that Virgin doesn't go and vice versa. So that Delta doesn't go. So yeah, um, that's a tip. Wow. Like choose flights and and airlines kind of within the same um, team or alliance because that's a great way to maximize on miles because I was able to claim my Air France miles into my Delta account. I was not able to claim my Ethiopian miles. I don't even know where those things are. Oh lord. <laughs> 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 All that money I paid, right? But at least I was able to recoup some Air France miles. I think for this trip, about 7,000 or so miles. Wow. That's yeah. quite nice. So you're going to learn all these tips and all this stuff in the notes below. So just a quick reminder as well. Look into the notes for all this information so that you too can have a great experience in your next travel. So with that said... Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. A tout à l'heure. Oh, woohoo. Bye, guys. <laughs>